I thought long and hard about this podcast, and I wasn't sure if I should put it up, but I think it is worth putting up because I do find a lot of candidates make these mistakes. And the mistakes I'm referring to are statements that candidates make either to us when they contact us, or they make the same statements to other consulting firms or other consultants, partners during networking and so on. So what I've done here is I've I've listed what I think are the five most damaging statements you could make um, to a potential consultant, recruiter, or ourselves, and I've listed here why they are damaging. You know, the flip of that is the five most annoying statements you could make, and I'm going to talk you through each statement, and I'm going to talk you through why it is an annoying statement to make, or, or why you should never do it. Just avoid doing it. I think number one on this list here is a very common thing I've seen, and I know a lot of my colleagues in consulting today get it. Someone will write a mail to them, and, and they will write a mail, or they'll contact us. They'll contact us over Skype, Messenger, and so on. And they'll say, "Hey, Michael, can I ask you a question?" Or, "Hey, Vijay, can I ask you a question?" Now, the reason why that is very annoying is that think about how much time you've sucked out of the person's life to whom you are sending that message. So you've sent me a message saying, "Can I communicate? Can I ask you a question?" I've got to then send back a message saying, "Yes." Then you'll send back a message saying, okay, thank you, and then you'll ask the question. A, a more efficient way of doing it is to simply say, hi, Michael, Thank. Uh, would it be possible? I know you are very busy, but I was wondering if you could answer the following question for me and list the question. Then if I think I have time or if I think the question is important, I can answer it. So imagine if you get, let's assume in a typical day you get 20 such messages. It takes you 30 seconds to respond to each of them. And so 20 messages, 30 seconds each, that's 10 minutes, right? 10 minutes a day, that's 50 minutes over a week. There's roughly an hour a week, that's 52, approximately 52 hours in a year. That's over two days of the year you've wasted by asking a question that's totally inefficiently phrased. So I find it very annoying. And whenever people send me these messages, I always ask myself, do they understand how strange it is? to do something like that. It's a very inefficient use of time. Uh, may I ask you a question? You know, I don't even know what to say to that. You know, it's, it's always better to put the question and say, if you have time, I'd appreciate it if you would respond to this. So that's near the top of my list. Though that one is, while that one is bad, it's not as bad as the ones that come up. I put it at the top of my list only because I get it so often, and I thought maybe you know it would guide people in terms of how to ask questions. In fact, even when you send an email to someone else, you know, when you're networking over LinkedIn, don't say, uh, "Hi, my name is X Y Z. I found you on LinkedIn. And I'd like to ask you a few questions about the Bain office." You know, unless you're making the 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 message really casual. It's best to be very specific about what you want to discuss so the person can think about whether they want to respond to it. So you have two options. You can either be very casual about what you want to discuss or be very specific. Both can work, but don't tell someone I would like to meet you to because I have a few questions about Bain. It doesn't sound right to say that I have a few questions to discuss about Bain's culture and so on, right? That's number one. Now, here are some of the ones that I think can upset interviewers and will only will also upset in a current consultant and alumni and they come in varying degrees here right so here's a common one that i i get and i also know my friends who are still at bcg some of the partners also get this is that 
you know, or younger people. And the common one is that when someone starts a sentence off by saying, but everyone says, and a typical example is that I was talking to a candidate from the UK who had accepted a position with a second tier firm in the Middle East. And he had written to me and it was very clear from his writing that he wanted me to validate his decision. He wanted me to, to tell him that, you know what, the decision you made is the right decision. I think you should take it. And then he, we were having this long discussion and my, my point, viewpoint was the same. You haven't interviewed McKinsey, take it. You haven't interviewed McKinsey, take it. You haven't interviewed McKinsey, take it. And he kept on telling me, but, you know, I spoke to a few people and um, they all tell me that this firm is better than McKinsey in the Middle East and I should go work here. I even spoke to McKinsey people who tell me it's better. And eventually out of frustration or maybe just to increase his persuasion skills over me, he said, well, but everyone says this firm is better than McKinsey in the Middle East. And they said, look, you know, we're not known for beating around the bush. We're quite direct. If It sounds to me like you want me to tell you that this is a better offer, but I don't believe so. If you have other compelling reasons to take it, take it, but I do not believe this is a better offer for you, and I do not believe this firm is better than McKinsey. And then he said, but everyone says that. And then I always think to myself, since when do we as aspiring consultants listen to what everyone says? Isn't that the opposite of what a consultant does? It's the masses or the uneducated masses that listens to what everyone says. In fact, everyone is usually wrong. That's why we had the subprime crisis. If you go back and read the newspapers, when J.P. Morgan was selling off their subprime loans, analysts all over the world were insulting them for moving out of a profitable business. Everyone doesn't know anything. Whenever you use the phrase, whenever you use the phrase, but everyone says, or but everyone knows, you are immediately indicating that you know nothing. If you have to rely on the plausibility of the defense of the masses, then you have no point to make. So whenever you have to say, but everyone knows, it's not interesting. Don't say everyone knows. When you have to make a statement or you want to do something, be able to defend it on its merits. So explain to me why you think this firm is better than McKinsey. Just explain your reasons to me. But whenever you have to resort to the statement everyone knows or everyone says, you're immediately killed all credibility that you have. Never, ever do that. It's annoying beyond words. When I hear it, my, my eyes glaze over and I'm, I'm just lost all interest. When you say everyone knows, you're immediately not thinking like a consultant because we don't rely on what everyone says. And if you have to, if you have to fall back onto that defense, that means you have no merit to your argument. So don't ever say that. Don't be like this, consult, that this candidate we are dealing with. Um, if he wanted to go to the Middle East for whatever personal reasons, he should have said it. But... You should not try to justify this decision uh, in other ways. Be honest with why you are making decisions. If you're honest with the reasons why you make decisions, you end up making better decisions. But do not justify it for what it is not. Uh, Now, related to this, it's a famous phrase on forums that I see where people always say, but everyone knows it's the order of prestige is McKinsey, BCG, Bain, and whatever. Then they put whatever firm they want in there. but who says everyone knows that? I don't know that. I mean, when I look at firms, I do understand that historically McKinsey has had a greater um, capability of placing alumni in very senior positions, typically followed by BCG and to some extent Bain. But I would never say that BCG is better than McKinsey or McKinsey is better than BCG or Bain is better than BCG or BCG is better than Bain. I think they are good at whatever they want to do. I mean, if you want to do implementation work, operations work, I think Bain is pretty good. If you want to do 
work around um, private equity. Bain has been a traditional breeding ground for doing that. Luxury brands, Bain is by by none the leading consulting firm in that space. So each firm has a different skill. But the thing about these forums where everyone knows, which which states everyone knows, and when you start quoting it, is that everyone doesn't know anything. Most of those forums are written by people who don't work in consulting, right? They don't work in consulting. They've never worked in consulting. They have maybe less than a 90, they have less than a 5% chance of working in consulting. So it's a little bit like a guy who's never played football, who's never been on a pitch, who's never kicked a football, maybe, sitting in his little pub in London and trying to call up um, the coach of Manchester United to explain to him how to field his team. Everyone, what everyone says is irrelevant. So never ever use that quotation, but all the forums say this, or everyone says this. Everyone doesn't know. Historically, yes, McKinsey has been the strongest, but you don't know what decisions they're making today that will change things. And in fact, if you have to make your decisions based on what everyone else is, knows, or everyone else says, you probably have a very bad way, reason to make decisions. Your rationale for making decisions should always be linked back to your individual predicament or individual opportunities, depending on how you look at it. The point is, Whenever you, some everyone knows, knows something, that means they probably don't know anything. So never ever default to that. Right? Another very um, interesting comment I get is, is every my my friend said this, but and and I usually is preceded by but. So we'll we'll have a discussion with someone and they'll say, but my friend said this. Now, I don't even have to tell you this, but you should know this. So what if your friend said this? Why does your friend have any authority on the subject? So they worked at Bain for six months or two years in Bain in the Middle East. What makes them an authority in management consulting? They were they are two years at Bain. They haven't even risen up to a leadership rank. How do they know what's going on at the firm? So it's a little bit, and I've used this, this example before, it's a little bit like me listening to an assistant brand manager, Procter & Gamble, discuss the strategy of Procter & Gamble, and because they don't like it, then deciding that, well, Based on what this assistant brand manager is telling me, I've decided the whole of PNG is a terrible place to work, or based on what the assistant brand manager has told me, it's the best place to work. And you cannot listen to one person. In fact, if you start off a statement or a defense by saying, but my friend told me, the mere fact that you are taking the viewpoint of one person with very limited experience bothers me, even if you listen to a partner speak. It's just one viewpoint. You should get diverging viewpoints. You should go out and seek viewpoints that are different from your own and then try to you know, bring them back all together and see what the bigger picture is. But never ever go with this single viewpoint. And the final statement that I didn't like, but I, I could understand why the person would say this, is that one person told me that, well, the reason they're not so keen about McKinsey is that whenever they Google scandal in McKinsey or or whatever, they, they find, whenever they, they Google, sorry, scandal and management consulting, McKinsey comes out first. And therefore, that is logical because if, if McKinsey come out first, they must be involved in most of the scandals, right? Well, you're totally wrong in that count. And the example I use with this candidate is that imagine you, imagine the most unknown actress you've ever seen in your life. So imagine an actress you've seen a few times, right? Not known, she has mid-level roles, some commercials, few shows. Imagine she went to a resort and gone and went wild, you know, jumping on the tables and so on. Do you think media would cover it? No. Now imagine the same thing happened to George Clooney. He went to a resort in, I in Hawaii 
and he went a little bit crazy, started jumping on the tables and so on. The media would go berserk. In fact, I think the media did that when Tom Cruise started jumping on the couches of Oprah Winfrey at one point. If you are the biggest gorilla in the room, the media pays a lot of attention to you, right? It may not be because you are involved in the most scandals, but it's because you're getting the most attention. So it's not as if McKinsey is involved in any more scandals than BCG and Bain. It's just that until Mitt Romney came along and made Bain a household term beyond the MBA world, Bain was not definitely not getting as much media attention as McKinsey and definitely not as BCG. But the point is this. McKinsey gets a lot of attention, both negative and positive, because they are regarded by many, rightfully at this point, as the firm that is most successful at producing future CEOs. So never ever look at superficial measures to say, well, McKinsey's name appears most next to scandals on Google searches, therefore I'm a bit unhappy to join. It shows a, a, quite a lot of naivety on, on your side to, to make a statement like that. It shows you're not analytical. All of these statements show a lack of analytical skills, you know. But everyone says, my friend said, in a Google search I found McKinsey most closely linked to scandals. Everyone knows any of those four statements, if you're using it as a defense for a decision, it's a flawed defense. And when I hear it, I always think to myself, it actually puts up a warning bell in my head that, well, this candidate is not as mature than I, than I would have thought. They're a little bit naive, and they're not thinking like a consultant. There are definitely three things that you don't want a former partner or anyone in the consulting industry to think about you. So whenever you're having a discussion with anyone, your point of departure when disagreeing with them should never be but everyone says. We're not interested in what everyone says. We're only interested in what you think and why you think that. Make your argument logical so you don't ever have to rely on saying what does everyone say. Now, before you dismiss these four comments, I'm going to guess that at some point in your pursuit of management consulting, at least 90% of the people listening to this podcast have used this argument either to make a decision or to pick firms to whom they are applying. So, before you dismiss it, it's a very common refrain used by aspiring management consultants. And you think very carefully about how you're going to do this. In fact, it's not just even for aspiring management consultants. I've met many ex-McKinsey junior people always, uh, Bain, BCG people, whom, who've made decisions and continue to make decisions with these points in mind. No matter where you work, unless you've worked unless you've been relatively senior, in my opinion, unless you've worked quite extensively across the different offices, um, it's very difficult for you to make these broad statements about a firm. So whenever you're about to engage anyone, very think very carefully about these five statements and avoid it at all costs. Whenever I hear them, I get very unhappy. And I get that even today. I mean, just, I think, 10 minutes ago, someone sent me a message on Skype, someone I know very well, who's listened to all our podcasts, and ask me, can I ask you a question? Well, he knows very clearly we prefer if he asks the question and we'll respond when we have time. So avoid these things as you go through networking and avoid these things as you get into debates with colleagues about which firms to apply to.